So uh, we just had the wonderful friend Martin in um, talking to us about the new uh, North Fate production called Toya, which, like I said, I did get, I did get to see um, on Friday night. And yeah, I'm just going to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a casual overview now. Um, yeah, let you know my uh, my thoughts um, now that she's out of the room. I said no. <laughs> she is still listening though, so don't worry. True. Yeah, she is. Um, Careful yes. what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, so I'm just going to go on the, the deliberately vague story explanation, just quickly reiterate that, because this is a play that you definitely don't want to spoil. The, the story is like a string of surprises. But basically, it is it is about uh, only only two characters, only two cast members, Maud and Peter. So Maud is a um, psychiatrist in the 90s um, who, who lives very much alone. Her um, I believe her fiancé has recently left her at the start of the show, and uh, her roommate as well is pretty absent. Yeah, there's aren't spoilers and she comes across uh this man called peter who comes to her door and sort of yeah i guess he, he we were talking before about what leads you to believe somebody is trustworthy so he does seem i i guess for like a yeah for a woman being a home alone at night um in a way he kind of does tick a lot of the boxes of like oh okay it's fine to let him in for, for starters he, he kind of suggests that he's homosexual so that's an interesting sort of thing that like that's kind of the thing that play delves into like oh okay is that a kind of an indication that all right this is fine and and he's sort of like he needs to make a phone call and we were talking before in the interview about um i guess like how technology kind of changes a lot of these situations because it's, it's sort of a very unusual thing to like go into someone's house now and ask to use their phone that's not really like a way that if someone yeah was a toyer in this situation would really use um so yeah there are two two characters in this so the toyer of the title oh he's a, he's a violent psychopath what he to- toys because basically what he does is um he has this drug that uh he gives to all of his victims all these yeah female victims i think there's been 11 and they've all been heavily reported on and it basically it sort of uh like immobilizes them for the rest of their life so it kind of it basically gives them i believe it's called like locked in syndrome like the equivalent of that so for the rest of their lives they can't move but they're they're still taking things in as normally as possible so that's another interesting conversation that the play brings up as to like whether or not like Maud kind of does refer to that as killing whereas like peter i think even calls it more like disabling at some point so it's a curious sort of uh especially considering like this came out in the 90s as well um and it's being now performed and like even um, just like disability kind of uh, rights and understanding and um, uh, the disability pride yeah pride movement now kind of leaning less toward you know like that kind of ah oh, we're like we're proud like it's yeah uh, it's great yeah it's great being disabled more to like a sort of middle ground point but yeah just like what is sort of uh, I, I guess like quality of life kind of questions like what is really sort of a what's the worst thing um, you can have happen to you basically like what's the worst thing you can do to another person is it to well read out helplines later on but yeah is, is it to like actually end their life or is it to sort of render them basically unable to move or do anything or or have any agency so yeah we'll just quickly read out the helplines for the, the rest of this review so we've got Beyond Blue at 1300 4636 and obviously as we're a youth community radio station you can dial kids helpline at 1800 55 1800 and lifeline at 13 11 14 and also particularly potent is the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service at 1800 uh, Respect mm-hmm. definitely important to read those out in case there is people being affected by the issues presented in this play Definitely, yes. And and also just as a general, I, I suppose not just for like the purposes of listening to this review, but um, like I, I do definitely 
recommend the play if you're sort of like mentally prepared for it. Like it's definitely not like a lightweight sort of night at the theater. It is it is really really intense. Um, as I'm sure sort of um, Farron kind of showed, like obviously being involved in a play like this, well, being involved in any sort of theater production is intense, really. But yeah, um, one, one that's like a story like this, and especially a two-hander. So they are the only two characters, and of course that means that, like the con- working relationship, the connection between them on stage, obviously has to has to work because that's the only like connection you see. And I, I, and I do think it really like they do. Um, so Kashmir Cinnamon is the other Cash for short, apparently is the other. Um, other act- only other actor in this play, and yeah, they are sort of so like they're they're such different characters, but they they, they are just sort of such interesting characters like put alongside each other really because as yeah, as Farron was sort of um allu- alluding to before um they sort of have so many like oppositions between them not just like male and female but also sort of like this keeping yourself in check like wanting to be professional and wanting to be whereas Peter like more wanting to be relaxed and Peter mm, without spoiling things too much um, basically Cashmere Cinnamon has to play like two very different personality uh, versions of Peter shall we say yes <laughs> um, personalities that's a little bit of a red herring but yeah he, he has to um, <laughs> um, uh, well I know I, I watched the last episode of Bates Mattel last night so maybe that's why per- two different personalities came into my head um, but yeah it's a very tough job as, a, as an actor because he, he basically has to make you believe that this character could be one of two things and make kind of both versions of himself seem um, equally plausible but I think he, he really succeeds at that and yeah it's basically it is uh, if I'm vague on the story it's because I don't want to spoil it but um, it's just a very very sort of intense like mind game that plays with the audience really really realistic because the set is basically as naturalistic as you can possibly get like it's a home um, you feel very much like you're in somebody's home the way that the space is set up there's a there's a door there there's a bathroom there and yeah you really just feel like you're sort of in this room in this claustrophobic room with these these two characters and you're never really sure really generally at the end of the play um, like what is sort of a like a bluff or a double bluff on the case of the writer on the case of one of the characters yeah it's just a thrilling sort of like experience of what it is to be like manipulated and have mind games playing on you as an audience member and also as you're seeing this happen to poor poor Maud who goes through so much um I was really impressed with Ferran, uh, Ferran as well just sort of how much she had to you know like it's exhausting to portray like a character who's going through like a really intense experience because you obviously have to go through that experience yourself in order to show that convincingly so yeah it's just uh I have a lot of respect for both of these actors and indeed, yeah, like the whole production team as well. Yeah, definitely recommend this play and other North of Eight performances, uh, productions as well.